Welcome to the Tossing Clubs Podcast. Next on the tee, your hosts, Frank Jang, Zach Moses, and Aaron Tan. Yo, what's up, everyone? It's another week of Tossing Clubs. This is Frank. I'm joined by Zach and Aaron. We had a lot of golf going on this past week with the U.S. Open Live Golf, and this week we got the KPMG Women's Championship. Um, we also have the Travelers. But guys, I mean, how like what, how are you guys doing? Just with, you know, not talking about golf. How's your life been? Man, it's been good. Congrats to Matt Fitzpatrick. Man, what a guy. Frank, you called that last week, I think midway through the second round or something, called that on the pod. So props to you. Um, But you also went to Montana this weekend, right? How was that? Oh, yes. Montana, not going to lie, never been there before. But I went to Glacier National Park, and I've been to quite a few national parks, and that's definitely in my top three. Uh, Just incredible mountains, incredible views. I love uh the snowy peaks uh so you know i'm more of a hike you know up a mountain type of guy rather than hiking in a desert or like in the grand canyon or death valley right so uh definitely would recommend if you have any time to you know travel a little bit also the people in montana super nice shout out to all of them was it is it a possible golf destination oh dude yeah there's so much land there it's incredible uh, and when I was driving around, you see the courses, they're relatively empty as compared to the ones we've seen in the Bay area. So, you know, I was looking at tea times and the courses, they look absolutely pure and the normal rate 70 bucks, which, you know, isn't too much for a course of like pristine condition. So, um, yeah, we have time. We should definitely go. I feel like seeing courses with nobody on them is like unheard of so that sounds amazing we should do a golf trip to montana yeah see if any of the top 100 courses are in there i bet there are i mean the land is absolutely beautiful i will say though the weather a little bit muggy a little bit muggy um you're such a such a hater on any weather that's like (laughs) north of the end of california you just this guy just can't handle any rain any fog like i guess like you you see all the nature out there that you were just applauding two minutes ago that's because they have rain (laughs) like you don't you don't get that in california everything's burnt out fair point fair point but (laughs) you know i think my next trip is gonna be rocky mountain national park and i'm curious to see if that's going to be muggy weather because i don't anticipate it being like that so um, i i think you could get the best of both worlds i'll just say that (laughs) but while i was out there you know i saw a lot of you know retire retirees and just i don't know people with free time just on the course um i saw a lot of people with uh i don't know just going to the shooting range as well which i didn't think i would be interested in but i actually was and so montana seems like a really nice place to retire and you know play golf and just do other stuff and so i think that brings us to the topic that we have today which is uh you know we love to dream about this stuff but what would you guys like where would you guys want to retire and would golf be part of your decision i feel like it it kind of has to be at this point we're, we're so obsessed with golf nowadays that if i'm not gonna 
live nearby or like retire near a place that has some decent golf courses that would be pretty disappointing i mean i was just trashing on california but i feel like california also has like really great golf courses. i mean you think of like monterey county there's like a ton of really good ones there there's a ton of good ones down in la the bay bay area has a few decent ones uh so yeah i think location near a golf course would definitely be top of mind yeah i'm right there with you i think before this year before we started this podcast it was not near the top of my list but now it's pretty much like top three things for sure okay so my question is when you guys move uh and this isn't your end destination but given where you are right now when you move what's your first step of making that move being revolved around your golf game right like are you going to live near a course are you looking for a country club membership you know what's that looking like I think to, well, to fir- first off, to go back to location, you kind of have to go somewhere where you can play all year round, you know, so you're, you're avoiding Seattle because it rains during the winter. You're avoiding Chicago, New York, because it's snowing over there and you basically have to put the clubs on hold for three, four months. So, I mean, yeah, you're looking at, you know, somewhere a bit more south, a California, Florida, Texas, something like that. I think, um, I think having a course nearby is key though. Like it would be nice to have a very strong public course or even a private course that I could go to, you know, five minute drive away, just go down during the middle of the day or after work, whatever it might be. I guess I'm retired, so I can go anytime all day. Uh, but yeah, I think right by right nearby is very important. Yeah, I, I think the most useful or the biggest reason for me for that would be being able to get to twilight tea times quickly. Because for me, like, uh, I start work early, I'm done with work early, and especially during the summer, I have, if I'm like five minutes from a course, I'd be able to just hop on any time that it works for me, and I think that'd be when I'd get the most out of being next to a golf course. You know, I grew up in Pleasanton, and in Pleasanton, it is one of the few ranges that I know of that is publicly accessible, that has a grass range that is well kept. And to me, when I was young, I didn't really think about it twice, but looking back that is the biggest luxury ever and so while i told my parents i told my wife like i'm never going back to pleasanton i'm not gonna lie like somewhere near there might be within the cards because there's nothing like hitting off of p-town p-town shout to the p-town riders i i've been to a lot of driving ranges in my day in the bay area but also everywhere and my favorite driving range is the pleasanton driving range wow it's just, it's like, yeah, it's perfect having the grass tees. You also have mats. You've got a short game area. You've got a bunker area. You've got a practice putting green. It's just like everything you need in a, in a driving range, and it's public. Do they have the pyramid stacked balls at this driving range? Oh, okay. dude, no, man. That's some country club. Well, you're calling it the best driving range in the world right now, and you don't have the pyramids? <laughs> the pyramids are like private clubs. You, you don't have the pyramids. Yeah, it's a public course, so you gotta buy the balls. You can make your own pyramid if you want, but you don't show up to pyramids. Oh man, I mean, I've never been there, but no pyramids. And on top of that, right next to the Pleasant Golf Course, probably a five-minute drive, there's a nine-hole course that is actually within a horse racing track, which is sort of interesting. But this nine-hole course is where I first learned to play golf. So really. 
kudos to Pleasanton for thinking it all out because, I mean, I, I haven't really seen anything replicate that in the Bay Area, so... I think you need to get out of the Bay Area. That's that's step number one. I think. <laughs> I tell mean, me what's in Seattle. Tell me if that's in Seattle. Okay, we're talking about hometowns. Let's talk about Monterey County. I mean, <laughs> oh my. I don't think there was a golf course in Monterey County that didn't have a grass range. So this is going to make me sound really spoiled, but like come, leaving Monterey and then playing outside in like a big city where there is no grass, that was actually really strange. Like you go to a random public course in Monterey, you go to Laguna Seca where you played that one time, Frank, that's all grass. That's just like the norm down there. I feel like that's the norm in a lot of places that are outside of big cities. Grass is nice. Grass is key. And yeah, I think that's also top of my list, a place that has a grass range. You know, all of the listeners are going to call you like a country club boy now. You know that, right? Like, oh God, hitting off of turf or, or not turf, not even turf, off of mats, boo. Okay, I think every golfer can agree mats are not as nice as grass like come on that's just like <laughs> simple stuff yep yep i agree facts you know i will say like a lot of driving ranges they don't have a bunker area and i will be keeping that top of mind when you know choosing to relocate all right second question then okay so we talked about you know the weather conditions you know what you're looking for in driving range are you guys looking to join uh any kind of membership it doesn't have to be like a country club but you know sometimes in public courses they have uh just memberships which give you discounted rates for practice balls or green fees is that part of your decision i think it would be nice for sure i mean i think it's very dependent on where you live how much it costs what your budget is and all that type of stuff but the benefit of joining some type of club or at least you know buying into some type of like semi-membership with a public course is you just have all the golf you can play like available to you at all times and range practice. And so if you're retired and you have plenty of free time and you want to be out there four or five days a week, then I think going that route makes a lot of sense because for the amount of golf that you would play, it actually, it may actually make financial sense. Yeah. I think even if it doesn't, the way that golf is right now and how serious we are all about golf, like I would be willing to pay, a little bit even if i didn't break even every month but pay a little bit more to join some sort of you know like we just went to berkeley country club that's a relatively affordable country club in the bay area where you can get reliably you can just hop on get a tea time play 18 holes in three and a half hours and just be about your day and, and they keep it like you know as nice condition as you know maybe a average or low low average country club and i mean that's way better than all the public courses so you know is is your boy jeff gonna hear this is he gonna be mad at you call Berkeley country club below average <laughs> he's definitely gonna Come hear on, this man i God, apologize <laughs> hey i told him i told him i was excited for the country club experience and he was like oh wait but we're going to berkeley so you're not gonna get that <laughs> <laughs> We, we didn't even talk about the golf carts at uh, Berkeley Country Club. Oh, God. What's wrong with the golf carts? Oh, I mean, they, they don't even work. Like, ours broke down halfway through the round. And the brake the break the break thing, didn't work didn't at work. all. So we were slamming on it every single time he tried to stop the cart. Like, half the times you have to, like, drive sideways so it wouldn't roll down the hill. It was brutal. 
There is a point where Jeff was behind us pushing us up the hill with his cart because we were basically just in neutral, couldn't do anything. <laughs> where's all this money that they're like membership fees? Like, where's all of it going? And I'm pretty sure on like hole 12, Jeff was like, hey, look, this water fountain. This is what like what the course like paid money to create. Was that right, Aaron? <laughs> something like that? It was. Yeah, it was something like that. It was like a like half of their winnings would go to some sort of course improvement and the course improvement was like a water fountain <laughs> guys i don't get it the last episode i thought was a two thumbs up for berkeley country club right now i'm like is this the place to be at i mean like, hey what's it, the review you're not you're not paying like a the high end price so for me like for what you're getting for the money like yeah still two thumbs up for me yeah it's, it's like a pretty good deal for a country club and we're all about deals. That's probably That's my reality is that it's I'm going to have to join a, a low-end country club, at least for right now, until I get to that retired level where I can afford it. That's fair. Yeah, I'm looking into just membership at public courses because I think the biggest benefit is most courses offer tea times a little bit earlier to members than the general public. And just that, I think alone would be worth it because right now, you know, eight days in advance, I take a look at the T-sheet and I only see twilight times. And it's just, oh, so difficult to book in the Bay Area. Maybe it's different elsewhere, but uh, from what we've seen uh, from the TikTok comments, not really. So that plus the a bucket of balls, dude, I love feeling when the bucket of balls is free. I feel like I'm just freed up and I can just work on my game. But whenever I have to pay $13 for a bucket, I feel like I have to, you know, full swing it. And I can't waste any balls. So another reason why I'm thinking about joining a membership uh, or a public course membership. Or $20 at, at TPC Harding. Yeah, what's Park. going on with that? Come on, man. Um, but I will say the resident rate is quite the seal. That is nice. I do want to add real quickly before we move on. Like, we love public golf courses. Like, there's nothing wrong with public golf courses. There's many amazing ones out there. I think the issue is just like there's not enough golf course developers right now and like no one's building new golf courses and you've seen this insane like growth in the game and there's so many more people playing i feel like everyone i talk to nowadays like just bought a, a bag of clubs and is getting out on the range out on the golf course and i never hear about new golf courses opening in my in my area uh or back in california or i mean can you guys name any golf courses that have opened up within the last couple of years nearby so i just like we're getting into this area like this problem where we just have too many golfers and not enough golf courses well i feel like it's kind of cyclical because before at least in california before covid like a few years before covid it was like the like california was in a drought which we're still in a drought but it was the golf courses i feel like there were a lot like they had opened up golf courses probably during the boom of like when tiger the peak of tiger and golf was cool then and like I, I i don't know i think they opened up a lot then but then right before covid they were shutting down a lot of them like some of my favorite courses that i would play in the bay area closed down and it was like you know not even it wasn't even like they were empty like i would go there and they were full and they were nice and but they just couldn't afford the utilities anymore and the rent and whatever and they closed down and then after covid hit and now all there's this influx of new golfers and now there's just not enough courses so i i think that definitely contributes to like why everything is just so full and to all the golf courses out there that have 
that are benefiting off of this boom and still haven't really fixed up their greens or their fairways. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, as soon as the you know people stop playing golf, like you're gonna be the first to go. I'm, this is not a threat. But I just want to let you guys know if you own like a golf course, like if you're making a boom out of it, like yo make like make some improvements to it because that'd be sick. Maybe add a water fountain like Berkeley Country Club, you know, or even just like keep keep the greens like keep grass on the greens keep the fairways like relatively short grass like i'm thinking we don't talk about lincoln park golf course a lot that's another course in san francisco but where do, where does the money go like i love that place that but... place is the worst <laughs> it is yeah i i guess i never thought about it too much but lincoln sorry it's not country club. <laughs> lincoln, the lincoln country. golf course is the most absolute garbage public golf course like out there the it's half the times we're in a drought but somehow the like fairways are so muddy don't know how that happens the the greens they're okay i'm saying like a total asshole and a little crybaby right now but the greens are not good they're all there no one replaces their ball marks i mean it's a beautiful course there are some really great views there but for some reason like it, the greens are so bad and i think if they just fix the greens i don't care about the muddy fairways but if they just fix the greens i would go there a lot more yeah it's just like craters everywhere and they're just like permanent craters like it's not even like fresh ball marks anymore it's just like there's no grass growing like all over the place i don't think your complaints here are like only happen in san francisco it's like it's the same thing here up in seattle i have friends in la same thing down there friends in chicago same thing with the public golf courses over there it's just like an issue all around and i don't think any of us are experts in the economics behind how to run a golf course and i think it'd probably be cool to bring someone on and talk about it but yeah it just seems like with such a, a boom in golfers prices are also way up and the courses aren't changing at all. Like if you look at the course today versus three, four, five years ago, it's basically the same thing. So yeah, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Just last point about Lincoln Golf Course. Yeah, the greens are literally like so tall. They're like rough. The putts are so slow. But hey, you know what? Just last point. Let's move on. All right. So talk about membership at public courses. So once we you know really make it in life, you know, would you consider joining a country club? And I just want to preface that question because um, I think the country club stigma is like, oh, yeah, you're like a bougie, like, you know, high nose type of guy. But hey, man, like, you know, if you have the means, you get the nice pyramid of balls, you get access to tea times, you know, maybe that's a consideration. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of the stuff we just said it kind of points us towards that direction of like a country club could be the answer. Like, it, you know, even if we can't afford the nice ones, like there's more affordable ones. There's also a lot of country clubs now have like a youth rate, which is like under 40 or under a certain age. And then it's just a more affordable initiation rate and a more affordable monthly rate until you turn 40. And I think that is a great option. And I'm, yeah, I'm very interested in that. I'm, I'm kind of, I've been talking to some of my friends that I know or that I've met that have joined country clubs in the Bay Area and trying to just like get on for, as a guest and check it out and 
you know, see what it's like because I'm I'm super interested. I do wish like they're I mean they are very exclusive. Like we just had the U.S. Open at the Country Club, and like we're never gonna have a chance to play that course unless you know one of those like what 200 members that are are there. And I just wish there were more opportunities for other golfers to play these really nice courses, the courses that they see on TV, the courses that are talked about. The exclusivity, I don't love. Like, I understand it from a financial perspective, like, and, like, you have to be good to your members and say so you're not letting everybody in. But, I don't know, we talk so much about growing the game and making things in- inclusive, and so there is a bit of, like, are there ways to make private golf clubs public maybe you know one month of the year or just like make the guest opportunities greater or like host more local tournaments at them or just like do other things so that other people can actually check out these really cool plots of land and and really cool golf courses that's a really interesting point i never really thought about country clubs opening up to be public for a short period of time i'm sure there will be people who say it's a terrible idea but i mean i really like it right because it's just you know, I'm not going to see an Olympic club in my life unless I freaking get hella lucky with a lottery or I meet someone, right? But, I mean, there's... Or, actually, sorry. That was a bad example because I saw Olympic club with the women's U.S. Open. Play it, though. To play it. Oh, yeah. To, yeah, no way. Yeah, I will never play it in my life. But, you know, I, it's not that I don't recognize the greatness of it. It's not that I wouldn't really appreciate, you know, being there and playing. I, I would soak it all in. And... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the members would hate it because there's, I'm sure there's that one guy on that day that really wanted that tea time. But, I mean, it's a tough balance to... It's a tough, tough day in balance, but it would be so cool to have people see what it's like in a country club. It's not that bad. Like, it's not... the stig- There's such a bad stigma, but I don't think it has to be that bad. Yeah, thinking about the whole, like, open it up for one month, I feel like, kind of like you said, that country club members kind of think of that that course is like their home like I don't know how they'd feel about like oh just anyone can just come in and you know tra- play on their course potentially trash their course whatever but um I do like the idea of like expanded guest opportunities because I feel like you know if you're playing as a guest of someone there you're, you're definitely not just going to get random people you'll get people that'll respect the course and and everything so I, I think I think that could be a pretty good idea in the future. Yeah, I think it's super interesting. I think like the country club economics, it's uh, it's really interesting. Like if Brookline is really two hundred members, and you see how amazing that course is, and the amount of maintenance it's required to make, you know, to upkeep that course, then you know it's. I think I think two hundred is actually pretty low. It might be more like a thousand or something. But I see, I see, I see. But yeah, I mean. It, the elite of the elite. Okay, so okay, so we're thinking about joining country clubs, maybe the budget ones. One more thing about country clubs that like we I think we've talked about the pros, but um one con that I've thought about as I'm getting close to a point where maybe I'll join a country club is that you're spending all this money to have this experience at this club, at this golf course, but you still have to pay if you play anywhere else so like you just get to play that one course over and over and you know if you want to play something else then that's not factored into your monthly payment so that that's definitely a like i do like 
even though the public golf experience isn't that great right now, I do like the variety of being able to play, you know, wherever I want, try new courses, um, and whatever. So that that's definitely something that I'm considering too. And to add to that, like with the variety thing, you can, buy, you can, oh, in a lot of big cities, you can buy like a local pass, right? Like, so up in Seattle, there's a premier pass, which gives you access to like six or seven of the local co- uh, golf courses in Seattle for a discounted rate. And so you could buy into kind of like this group of golf courses, uh, which offers you discounts and early tee times and everything like that. Yeah. We have that in SF too. Yeah. The SF resident, right? Yeah. So Okay, guys, let's say we don't hit it huge, like can't actually afford a freaking country club. What else can we do to, uh, I don't know, to help our game? I mean, we talked about game membership at public course, but I guess what I'm trying to get at is would you put a simulator in your garage or would you, you know, add a hitting mat to your backyard? Because I, I was thinking about that. It would be awesome. The problem is like one of those track man machines is like twenty thousand dollars like there's obviously cheaper options there's budget options there's other ways to put a simulator in your house you could hit into just like a you know like a rug on the wall or something and then have it pop up on your phone like a little thing but it's like not the full experience it's not like the things that we tried out at at like five iron golf for example I mean, but the, if you're going to pay for something like that and you're going to pay, you know, 20K for the track man and then like another 10K just for like the setup and everything, should you just throw that 30K at a, you know, but like the buy-in at a, a country club? And I, don't, I mean, it'd be super sick to have both. Like it'd be super fun to have a track man in the house. I'd be hitting it on, on that basically every single day. But I think... I think depending on where you live, if if it's sunny all year, I'd probably choose a course over a huge expensive setup at home. So I've been doing a lot of research recently because um, after my lease at my current apartment is over at the end of this year. And so just thinking about where I'm going to be moving, what type of place I'm going to be, you know, moving into. And one of the things that I've been thinking about is a space to have a simulator. I've looked up a lot of different options and there are budget options. You, I think I've been looking up like all the separate pieces. I think I could put a decent one together for like less than five grand, which is definitely like, you know, it, it's still a lot of money, but it's within the realm of possibility for me. I could save up for a few months and get that, put that together. Suddenly I don't have to go to the driving range I'm hitting off mats at the range anyways. I may as well just hit off a mat in my own house. I could hit as many balls as I want. Like I'm actually very interested in that TBD on exactly how I'm going to make this work, exact products and stuff. But I, th- I think it is a little bit more affordable than we think. Yeah, but can you play all the cool courses in your setup, Aaron? I mean, you can't play the actual courses, but man, they got software on that and you could play just like going to five iron. You could play, I don't know what courses they have, but I'm, I'm assuming they have like a, a good collection of courses that you could play on. That's super dope. Hey, yeah. Let me know for me that stuff. If you ever do build it, because that's sick. Yeah. I think it, man, I would love to have a freaking similar in my garage, but Jesus Christ, dude, like, my wife would be so pissed at me. Just imagine, like, oh, fuck yeah, like, oh, yeah, you know, just <laughs> ha- so happy 
you know, that, you know, admit holding one in the simulator or like just get pissed. Dude, I, I don't think she would ever approve of that. <laughs> okay, Frank, how is this any different than you playing video games? Dude, I mean, it's... It, I mean, it's like the same thing, right? Like, it should be fine. How's it like? Have a an in home like gym? Okay. And like working out at the gym, like, I feel like it's somewhere in between the I two. Mean, right? I don't know, but don't you feel there's like this bias with? Oh, oh man, this is. I guess my question is, do you think uh, your wife would be would rather you play video games or hit on the simulator all day? Damn, that's a question. Uh, wow, I, I'm pretty sure she hates she hates golf. So, uh, but at the same time, she really doesn't like it when I play video games. Man, I'd be like, <laughs> pick your poison. So okay, wait. A th- third option is you go to the country club all day. Dude, I oh my god, I think she would be mad at that too because every month I'd be spending like quite a bit of money. Man, that's like I'm pretty sure I'm, you know. That's that's not a decision uh, I can make without her approval, unfortunately. But like, if if you get a simulator, you just pay the upfront cost, and then that's it. You're actually gonna save money in the long run. And instead of going to the driving range, going to the country club, you're j- you can just you're at home already. You can. You can take the dog out in the middle of your round. You can go get groceries in the middle of your round. You can take care of the laundry in the middle of your round. Like it'll be so, it's like so much more practical than joining a country club. Dude, that's fair, but she's gonna be like, dude, you have not gone outside of the house the whole day. <laughs> like, golf was the one thing that made you go outside the house, and now you're like just stuck in here the whole time. Oh my gosh! I don't know. Ah, man, it's it's tough. It's tough. I, I I think the best case scenario is just we live next to like a golf course that offers like a cheap membership, right? To answer your guys's question, but uh, you know we'll always have to. Say. To like to add, think about this country club. What if it has a pool? What if what if it has a tennis court? What if it has all these other things that she can attend as well? I think that. And you could bring your whole family. You could bring your dog. You could feed your kids there. Like, that sounds great. That does sound great. I actually don't know what a country club entails. So I just thought of it as a place where you play golf. But hey, if they had those other amenities, that'd be, that'd be sick. Country clubs that aren't Berkeley Country Club have all those things. <laughs> I mean, Berkeley Country Club has the food, though. Like, I mean, I true. the time I heard about that was shout out to Nate, the fourth guy we played with. He, <laughs> they were telling us Nate's there all the time. He brings his family. He'll feed his kids there. Like, it's, it's a whole community outside of golf. Wait, so you can just go to a country club, bring your family, and they just eat there for free? Not for free, but you uh, just, you know, it's like reasonable food, reasonable price. It's like easy. I think it's also, there's potentially, it's potentially like built into some of the membership. It's like discounted or something. Yeah. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, hopefully we find one. I, I don't know a country club like that in, S, in the Bay Area that I can actually get into. So, I mean, if you guys find one like that, let me know. Uh, that's reasonably LA. Nice. <laughs> Man, okay, okay, so, fuck, man, like, what's what's the next move? Zach, you're gonna come down, right? And then we're gonna find 
<laughs> find, find a place that relocate all three of us together so we can play golf all every weekend. That's the move, right? Sounds like a good plan. Yeah, I think so. I'm sold. Then you guys can come over and use my simulator, and you don't have to sell it to your SOs. And and then <laughs> we'll just hang out in my garage all day. Yeah, and I'll buy like a chipping net to contribute. You know, just uh, yeah, you can like chip in my backyard, bro. <laughs> like I don't know, we'll probably get tired of that in ten minutes. But put a putting green in your backyard so we can practice our short game. There Little we chipping go. area. Phil Mickelson had a a putting green and sand trap in his backyard. He would be out there twelve hours a day. That's why his short game is incredible. Damn, I didn't know that. Hey, you know, I could, you know, I should do like a cost benefit analysis of how much money I am spending on like lessons and range time, and you know, what if I just built a short game area in my in the future backyard? That would be sick. I mean, Aaron's parents did, right? <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, my parents did. They were looking for some. They were gonna do a pool, but then. They decided that was too much maintenance, and so I, I don't know. I wasn't even thinking about it. I don't know how they even landed on a short game area. Like, my mom doesn't play golf at all, <laughs> but somehow my dad got it through, through the process, did not get vetoed, and they've got a little putting green, and the rest of it is all, um, it, it's basically, like, rough, but it's, like, astroturf for, like, a usable space, but when I go over there... You can just like chip from anywhere in the backyard. You can hit like flop shots over the patio furniture, you know, like hit hit like shots off the pavers, off the side of the house. Like there's different things you can do to make it fun to just like practice your control over the golf ball close to the hole. And I feel like I go up there enough, my short game's gonna improve a lot. For sure, dude. I, I, I need that. My short game's crap right now. Uh, so guys, is there anything else you would want in your dream setup? You know, we talked about simulators. We talked about being next to a public course. We talked about, you know, country clubs, you know, your dream golf future. We talked about location too. And it sounds like, you know, it's not, not anything up north. So, yeah, I think the other thing that we kind of touched on is to have like good people to play with also, like. That would be ideal, like, you know, if the three of us lived close to each other or just having a good group of people, like, even, like, Berkeley Country Club, where, you know, you know, you know the vibe you're going to get when you play. You've got people you could hit up to play anytime. And I, I feel like the social part of golf, like, is, is a good part of it, too, and that would make it a lot more fun. Yeah, going on, I'm sorry for a tangent now, but like going back on the con of a country club, dude, if you're part of a country club, like you, you're like forcing your friends to play at your country club most likely because you don't want to pay for other places. So that could be nice, but it's also like, I don't know. I, I, I'm only thinking about this story that I personally experienced. A buddy of mine hit me up to play TPC Stonebrae. Um, and this was like, I don't know, a few years ago. So I guess that is considered a country club, but I don't know, it didn't really wow me, I guess, in that sense. So I go and I'm like, all right, sick, man. This is like a r cool course I've never played before. And then, you know, I see like how much it costs. It's like a buck 25, a buck 50. And I'm just like, dude, uh, that's a lot of money. And I guess I just didn't really 
Uh, it's like one of those things where it's for something that expensive. I felt like I could have gone to like a cooler place, you know. So that's unfortunate. So you're saying, as a friend of a country club member, it's it's just less exciting because that member is just gonna always want to play at their country club. Yeah, dude. Like you're if you're part of a country club, and I'm like, yo, dude, you want to play like Twilight? You're probably gonna be like, no, because I could just freaking do it at my country club. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. Um, depends like how much your country club is, and then like what other options are out there. Like, I don't think you're completely turning down golf everywhere else, but yeah, you're pro- if it's just like a quick nine after work, yeah, you're probably going to go to the place that's free rather than, you know, you have to pay for it. Yeah. But I'll definitely be still playing other places. Cause I do love the variety of playing different golf courses, like having different challenges, different scenery. That's part of it for me too. All right. Hey guys. Uh, I think uh, we bored our listeners enough. So if you're still, if you made it to this point, thank you so much for listening to all of our rambling. Uh, you know, let us know what your dream setup is because I mean, I think the world is our oyster. There's so many different things that you could add to your backyard or you know, memberships you can join. Um, but with that, thank you guys again for listening. Uh, we're signing out, and we'll you know be back next week.